What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This week on the show, our pop culture references... We talk about the second season of Hippo and the Age of Underbeast and fortune cookies. It's December 2021 and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Let's talk about our pop culture references. <laughs> Can I want to like welcome us? Oh yeah. Welcome back to the show. Let's talk <laughs> I just said, are you not going to? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Uh, yeah, we are going to... You, you can tell that we... I, what are, are we out of practice or something? We haven't. <laughs> I mean, we just did a show last week. I don't know how we could be out of practice. We, this is our... Uh, what episode now? This is like 61, 62? Uh, I We've think been, like maybe... We, it's somewhere in the 60s. Yeah, we're somewhere in the 60s. Yeah. We're doing well, but I don't know what, what it is with you two. You feel like maybe it's has Christmas vacation set in? No. No? It's oh, because you're not. It's Christmas vacation, Dad. Oh, you still have a few days of school left? Yeah. How many days? Three. Three whole days. I have five. Oh, my God. Wait, three. you have five days? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our pop culture references. Who would like to go first? We still never introduced so now you want to introduce people? I was telling Elaine multiple times when she was trying to do the intro that she should introduce us. And then when Dad took over, he didn't introduce us. Okay. <laughs> so Take thanks two. to my co-host, Linnea. No. And Brian. Wait, why did you say no? Because <laughs> he never said that. Who never said what? We're getting really far afield here. Have we done an introduction now, Evan? Does that count? Yes. Okay. 
Now, let's move on to our pop culture references. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Did you see that? I took initiative. That was awesome. Go for it. Good job, Linnea. Okay, so there's a new West Side Story movie out, and yeah, I like that musical, so it's nice, and it's been getting good reviews, so it's not bad. Yeah, I've heard it's, uh, people are saying it's one of Steven Spielberg's best movies in the last decade or so, so <laughs> yeah, it should be pretty good, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. My news, pop culture is that this weekend, the weekend that we're recording it, this is the weekend before Christmas 2021, this is the 20th anniversary of the release of The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, the very first movie in the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. It came out 20 years ago this weekend. So that's kind of cool. It came out in yeah. 2001? Yep. Uh. Yeah, hard to believe. It's been around for a while. It still looks like a movie like... that would be made like a year or two ago. I thought it was like the 1990s or something. <laughs> Yeah, so long ago. Of course, now I've read that book multiple times. Evan, you and I read that book together. We'd never finished it. Yeah, we did. We, we, yeah, we finished, finished the, the movie. Book. No, we, we never finished fin- the first book. Yeah. We did. We started reading the second book. You don't remember? We're about two chapters in the second book. Uh, no. Yeah. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. you don't remember finishing the we second book. We do. You can go grab the book and see where the bookmark is. Anyway, mm-hmm. now have you ever read the book, Lene? No. You should. Okay. 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 <laughs> we should we should read it and then talk about it, and then we could have. I have some friends who are big Lord of the Rings fans. We could have them on as guests. We could do a Lord of the Rings month, and then do an Avatar month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could. We could do the Hobbit and then the three Lord of the Rings movies. That'd be four weeks, or movies, books, whatever. Yeah, we could talk about both, either or. Yeah, lots of topics we could do. All right. Anyway, uh, that was me and Linnea. What about you, Evan? This week, for a while, I've been deciding whether to talk about new video games or new movies, and I decided to talk about the new video game because I'm kind of the video game guy. Um, there's a new Five Nights at Freddy's video game out called Security Breach. If you don't know what Five Nights at Freddy is, it's one of the most popular horror games nowadays, I would say. Most of the time, you're just a security guard in this one room trying to fend you from a bunch of creepy animatronics trying to murder you. But in this game, you're trying to escape a bunch of creepy animatronics trying to murder you in a mall. So that's pretty interesting. And this is on what video game platform? PC and PlayStation, I think. And do you like horror games? Not really, but I'm, I like FNAF. You what? I like... <laughs> I, that's the abbreviation for it. It's Five Nights at Freddy's, also known as FNAF. I like that specific genre and series. All right. Well, there we go. Those are our pop culture news, tidbits, references, etc. Now it's time to talk about the second season of Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. In our eighth episode of the show, we talked about the first season of Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. It's about a girl who lives in a future world where there's, like, animals. All the animals have been turned into mutes so they can talk and some of them can walk upright and, like, wear clothes. And, yeah, so humans had to start hiding underground and then Kipo got above ground and she has to try to survive and befriend the mutes. Yeah, so that's a quick summary of season one. 
I believe we all generally like the show, right? We all. Yeah. It's no, good. I hate it. What? Yeah, that's <laughs> kidding. I totally hate it too. Yeah, no, I think I think we all gave it glowing reviews. It's really good. Season. Yeah, yeah, I highly recommend it. So if you haven't watched it, maybe go back and watch it. Listen to that episode, episode eight, where we talked about it. But we're going to talk about season two now. Yeah. So season two comprises the next ten episodes. So episodes eleven through twenty of Keepo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. And I would say that this season gets to be a little more story driven. Do you yeah, agree with most, me? Uh-huh. there are a lot more episodes that have story. I remember one of the things we talked about first season is that it felt very episodic with little bits of things going on, but that we would all we would meet the characters again. And in this season we get to see more of the story behind what's going on. We learn a lot of backstory. Some of the plot points are starting to come together. We spend much more time on the villain of this 10-series arc. We get to know that person. I don't know how much we want to give away or anything. I, well, I think I think we said that, that the villain at the end of the first season, his name was Scarlamane, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we, so in this season, we spend more time getting to know Scarlamane, and we find out... Scarlamane is basically like this monkey that has this weird thing where he sweats mind control. So his pharaohs are, are able to control humans, and he wants to enslave all the humans and do to them what they did to all the animals and the mutes. So it's kind of payback for the humans. And, of course, Kipo doesn't like this and wants to put a stop to it, so, yeah, they're at odds. So through the series, we found out a lot of truths about Kipo and other surprising facts about all the characters, as well as learning more about the burrows and the people who lived in them. And we're also introduced to a new mysterious faction mm-hmm. who appears throughout this series. I don't know how much to give away, because in the first episodes you see these people who are obviously humans, but they're, they're covered up with cloaks and you're not really sure who they are. So maybe I won't reveal any of that. But suffice it to say, there's another group out there, and by the end of this season, we find more about them and discover what drives them and what they're going to do in the third season. Music-wise, I know, once again, going back to the first season, we were talking about how awesome the music was. Mm-hmm. And last night, in preparation for this show, we rewatched four of the ten episodes just kind of went through them quick. And one thing I noticed is I, I didn't I didn't notice as much music. Now, now, granted, there was one song that kept reappearing a few times, mm-hmm. which was kind of a main song. And you actually remembered that one. Yeah, I had kind of forgotten it. It felt to me that there was less music than there was in the first season. So I was looking online, and the first season has a listing of 14 songs in the season. The second season only has a list of 10 songs. And the last season has something like 22 songs. Huh. So so I, I wasn't imagining it that this season really does have a little less music than the others. But there is one main song that, that is kind of a theme throughout the series, I believe, at least in a few of the episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it felt different to me because I, I think of this series so much as the music that's behind it. So it was kind of odd to, to rewatch these and think, boy, there's not much music in these. Okay, so that's some of my thoughts. I want to hear what you guys think when why don't you take over here? I really like the that this season is when we get more of the story. Yeah, I I really like how we how they specifically put a lot of the time in this season to develop characters past. Like for example, 
Wolf, which is one of the first characters we meet in the first season, and kind of Hippo's companion. And she gets lots of backstory. We don't know her full backstory yet, but we see lots of it. And also Benson and Dave, which are the other companions to Kipo, we learn more about them. There's also some new characters introduced who lived in the borough with Kipo, and now they're, they were her friends, and now they're kind of in the story, too. I was thinking, of course, now we also have Kipo's dad, who's also a main part of this season. Because, yeah. Because the uh, dad... I don't the dad know. knows a bunch of truths. The dad knows a bunch of stuff. Plus, at the end of season one, he was kidnapped, right? So part of this season is Kipo trying to get her dad back. So that's a lot of the story driving that's going on. So, yeah, so we have the relationship between Kipo and her friends and Kipo and the mutes and Kipo and her dad. And as always, I, I use this same word in the first season. I'm going to use it again, or words. I love this show so much because of Kipo's boundless optimism. No matter what, she's always out there. She's putting herself in danger to try to rescue her friends or her dad. And even when she does get down, there are times when, when she does. I mean, she's still a good role model in that she always wants to do the right thing. She's nice yeah. to everyone except, like, two people. <laughs> except for those two people? <laughs> two people. And what? Do they deserve it? Uh, kinda. So, I have a question for all of you. Who was your char- favorite character in this season alone, when we were watching it? Mm, I, li- I like the cats. Yeah, the timber cats are always good. Yeah. I, of course, probably again would say Kipo. She's my favorite character. Maybe one way to rephrase that question is, maybe what's your favorite Kipo and another person team up or you know, like a combination of characters because she's she has relationships with so many different characters like her relationship between Kipo and Wolf versus Kipo and Dave or the first thing that comes to my mind is the relationship between Kipo and this huge giant mega ape which I don't want to say too much about but but to me that's a very powerful relationship and it's fun watching this season again in knowing things that are revealed throughout the season. You know, like when you go back and see the first season and the beginning of the second season, and then there's some revelations. And and I love watching that dynamic develop, and you really get a sense of just what Kipo feels. I like what you said, Dad. Yeah, I like that relationship best, too. What uh, do you think about the artwork? I really like the the art style and Kipo in general. Because, like, one thing I noticed about it is that in a lot of cartoons, they use, like, lines that are, like, rounded. and But in this show, it's like everything is, like, super, like, jagged and, like, sharp. There's lots of angles and, like, less circles. Like their hair. I notice like, their hair yeah. always is kind of spiky in a way. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it kind of says something because, like, this is a kind of post-apocalyptic world everything is spiky and jagged and ooh scary i like the bright vivid colors that are throughout the show yeah i think it's really cool that the color they chose for kipo is actually like a like almost almost a purplish pink mm-hmm. kind of you know for your skin and and when you're watching it you don't really question you know characters cartoons you know they always have strange color everything 
But part of me wonders, like, well, if they ever do a live action version, you know, what is her skin going to be that purplish or blue? You know, because because it actually, you know, I can see that her being the way she is, you know, maybe that is the way she actually looks. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It it's weird when you think of stuff like that. So here's one thing that I find weird about the show, and I think I was going to talk about this in the first season, but I didn't. Is and so now that we're in the second season, so we we find out that Kipo is part mute, so she's human and mute. And you know, the end of the first season, she has this arm that gets really huge, and can <laughs> fight people. And the I don't know, I want to say the the math person, the science person, the physics person in me when I watch that and I see her arm like that, I'm like, well, okay, now where did all that extra mass come from? How did that, how did that get there? That doesn't even make sense. She'd be lopsided, you know? And the, But then I think, no, just, just sit back and enjoy it. It's just a cartoon. It's just for fun. You know, like, like the Hulk, where does the Hulk's you know, extra bulk come from? It's just all magic and strange stuff. So don't worry about it. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I like to not question it. Yeah. You shouldn't question cartoons, dad. It's no. That's what, that's what you have to say about it. It's no. Yeah. <laughs> so, Linnea, what do you think about this show compared to a show like She-Ra? Why don't you compare and contrast them? Like, which one do you like better? Or is there a better? Are they equal? Are they different? What? At one point, they were talking about, like, doing a parrot between Kipo and she and I was excited for that, but no one talks about it anymore, which makes me sad. Doing a what? Like, I don't know, some sort of, like... A crossover? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But but it would be kind of weird because Kipo and Glimmer, who's the main character in Shira, have the same voice actor. So I don't know how that would work. Wait wait wait, go back. You think Glimmer is the main character in Shira? No, I said Kipo is the main character in Kipo, and Glimmer is a character in Shira. Oh, a character. I thought you said the main character. No. <laughs> so I was kind of confused. I thought Shira was the main character. I could compare Kipo to Steven Universe too. Yeah, well, a lot of times they're put. I mean, these shows are all kind of put together as as good shows yeah, for like, all ages. There's this group of cartoons that's like, the main ones, it's, it's like Kipo and Shira and Steven Universe and what other ones? Avatar. I don't know. There's a whole group of cartoons like that that just all people like. But I think they like them for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because the, they're, they're like very like inclusive shows that are made there for all audiences and like kids can watch it but they're also just as much for older audiences and like almost anyone who watches them can relate to the characters in the show i kind of like to include the owl house in there. oh yeah the owl house that's what i forgot <laughs> i was like i'm missing something yeah so so like shows that were on when i was a kid you know you had gi joe and you had just shows that were all basically toy tie-ins and just geared to Probably geared to make money, but they were probably aimed at teenage boys, really, because there were just, you know, there were no girls, there were no women. It was just guys with guns going around shooting each other with giant robots and tanks and, you know, and whatnot. And that, you know, and, and granted, there are other shows, too. You, you got Looney Tunes and, you know, all those kind of things. But but I think these shows that are on now, I think that the writers are really expanding on these stories to be to be real they're including everyone so that no matter who is watching whether you're a kid you're adult whether you're you know whatever gender you are you'll find someone in there that you can relate to and i think that inclusivity is what is what makes these shows great they feel more real even though they're in 
strange fantastical worlds. And I I just love that about Kipo. I I, I just love their show. It's great. Yeah. I like Kipo because it's just it's so weird and like the concept is just so random, but at the same time it's just like really like wholesome and nice and you know like <laughs> it's a really good show, but it's also really weird and I like it. So I have a question for you guys. Do you think that the fact that they don't actually like show all of the characters past until the third or like most of the characters past until the third season like the main characters i mean because we don't know like wolf benson and dave's past like until later on what do you think of that i think it's good you have to mm-hmm. have some kind of a mystery to keep you going or keep you interested you know yeah. so that there's always something new to learn I don't think you should be showing, like, flashbacks or, like, backstories until they're, like, needed for the plot to move forward or, like, to be able to understand a character's motivations. I was going to say the same thing when I was going to say. That's the reason I asked the question, because, yeah. A lot of shows don't really show the backstories of the characters until, like, it's that episode where they, like, make choices just based on those specific flashbacks. Yeah, so it's almost like they write the backstory based on what they want them to do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, I made this choice in a flashback I made. And most of the time, it's either like, okay, well, this is what I did in the flashback, so I'm just going to do it again now. Or it's like, you know, maybe the choice I made in this flashback was wrong, so I'm going to do something different now. Yeah, I think that's what's good about this show is uh, even though it's divided into what's called three seasons, they made them all at once. And so internally the logic all checks out everything makes sense you know all the backstories you know i'm i'm sure they had all these backstories before they even started it so they knew what was going to happen and they didn't have to do something later just to make something work you know they the authors knew these characters inside and out when they wrote the series so that everything flows together there was even like a web comic before i think or something oh really yeah yeah it started in 2015 with a web comic Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. All right. Anything else before we wrap up? Kipo is a good show. Everyone Mm -hmm. should watch Kipo. Yeah, it's a show for everyone. All right, and it's on Netflix. All the episodes are streaming. So, yeah, we talked about episodes 1 through 10 on our our episode 8, and now here we are in the 60s talking about episodes 11 through 20. Uh, Wait, one thing was that... Well, once all the seasons were supposed to be just one season of 30 episodes, right? Why not? Like, when the show was originally going to come out, wasn't it just going to be one season with 30 episodes? No, no. They, they, well, I think I think what they did is they... I mean, they made all 30 episodes at the same time, but uh, then Netflix split it into three seasons. Uh, okay. Just so that, you know, I don't know, they could call it three seasons. <laughs> you know, whatever keep people guessing as to what's going to happen. Do you like it when shows do that, where they just, like, make it make there be weights between episodes? Well, I I remember being really worried. I mean, I didn't... No one knew that they had made them all at once. Mm. So, you know, after the first season came out, like, oh, I like the show. I hope they make more. You know, and then you wait for a while, and then they release the next one. It's like, oh, I, now I really like the show. I sure hope they make more, <laughs> because now I really want to know what happens. Well, you know, they had already made more, so... <laughs> So that you know, I was all worried for nothing. <laughs> so I don't know. I I mean, I guess 
I guess it would have been nice for them to say at the outset, we're going to have three seasons of this and we're going to tell a story. And, you know, <laughs> don't worry, we're going to finish it and wrap it up and everything will make sense. And you don't have to get attached to characters that you're never going to know what happens to because, you know, we end up knowing what happens to them. Yeah. So I, I don't like know. shows that don't have long seasons. Mm-hmm. Like one time I was looking at some shows that I thought might be interesting to watch. And then I was like, what the heck? This has like a hundred episodes every season. Oh, you mean like those animes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it depends on how much time you have to invest in something. Yeah, you know, if you're going to get involved in a show that's been on network TV for 10 seasons and each season has 20 some episodes, you know, that's that's a lot of stuff you got to catch up on. Whereas this, it's a self-contained show, you know, 30 episodes, they're only half an hour or 20 minutes, 25 minutes each. So you know, you can sit down and watch a few episodes an evening and then you're done with the series in a week or two. And Which is very good for our family because that's what we like to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say, again, I love this show. Check it out. I think I think everyone should see this show. It's it's just so awesome. So, uh, wrapping up, let's give it a rating. I'm going to give it 9 out of 10. I'll give it a 9 out of 10, too. Well, if everybody else is giving it a 9 out of 10, I guess I got to give it a 9 out of 10. All right, there we go. 27 out of 30. (laughs) 30 episodes. (laughs) Yep. All right, now it's time for... Fortune cookies. My fortune this week is pretty simple, but it's important. Go with your gut. Yeah, that's good. Mine is, there is no greater pleasure than seeing your loved ones prosper. Mine is... Be cautious in your daily affairs. That's like a fancy but spooky fortune cookie. It's just a fancy way to say, uh, yeah, be careful if something bad's going to happen. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find us on the web at lunchboxreaction.net. You can find us on Twitter at lunchboxreaction. My name is Brian. I'm joined by my co-host, Evan. That's me. I'm glad you finally did it. And Linnea. That's me. And we will see you all next week at the lunch table. So long. Bye. Goodbye. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you visit Arizona... Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.